Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Maurice Jones-Drew will join us later on this hour. Give you my thoughts on Mason Rudolph with the vote of confidence from his outgoing general manager. And Rick Bucher will join us next hour. I'm told Dan Dockett's going to join us top of next hour. I did his show. He'll do mine. Former head coach at, uh, at Indiana as an interim and at Bowling Green, as well as West Virginia for like a minute. Uh, uh, Dan Dockett's opinionated uh, sports talk show host plus college basketball analyst will, will join us. I do want to have this. Okay, let me get this, this story straight here. Byer, you were just talking about the settlement that the U.S. women's national team has, has been able to reach with, uh, with, with the Soccer Federation, right? It was a $22 million settlement um, as part of their equal pay lawsuit. An additional $2 million will be uh, used as well for uh, money that former players can uh, can take out of a fund up to like $50,000 after their playing days are over. So in all, $24 million um, as part of that uh, settlement. Okay, but here's the problem with it. They actually previously got a greater share of the profits than the men did, Correct. Just the 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 profits were I, far I, I'll less. I'll be honest, Doug. I don't. I'm not I'll, as well I'll, versed I'll, on so it. I'll, so I'll I'll just I'll explain to people. Right? I'll explain to people. Like this is an this is one of the most amazing snow jobs that has ever happened. Basically, okay. Basically, th- this is. I think the term is reparations, like paying back for times in the past. <laughs> Look, I, I hate to break it to you, the women's national team doesn't generate nearly the amount of revenue as the men's national team. The women's World Cup doesn't generate nearly the amount of revenue as the men's World Cup. So they actually received a greater percentage, greater share of the profits. The profits weren't as great. In a World Cup year, it is not close. Right? And, and, and some of this comes down to sharing, you know, when they go and play in these friendlies and the comparison, the men's, like it's, not even we're comparing apples and oranges and for them to receive the same pay the same pay is crazy considering how much less revenue they generate it just i mean look it up online and you will you'll be like wait what i i don't I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and again, like I, I fully understand that women deserve. If you do the equal job, generally you deserve equal pay. But this this is when you are taking off the percentage of the profits. It's much like the argument for the WNBA. You, know, you have WNBA players saying like, "Well, look at what the men make. Look at what the men make. We, we should, like, well, their TV contract." is like 50x of your tv like what are you even comparing it's a completely different sport a different calculation i I don't know 
Now, right. Doug, the the Wall Street Journal, and I don't know, maybe this is, and again, I'm not just saying what what the numbers were in 2016. Women's, yeah, uh, what's that? Yeah, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, it said in 2016, women's games generated 1.9 million dollars more in revenue than men's games. And that from a three-year span from 2016 to 2018, the women's games uh, generated just shy of 51 million in revenue compared to 50 million uh, for the men's games. I bu- I believe those stats are greatly greatly skewed um, in regards to one how many home games to the years in which they took place, right? Because in the Men's World Cup years or when they played CONCACAF, like the the revenue is completely flipped. And by the way, if that was the case, they receive a higher percentage of the profits, they would be making more money. Now, there's a per game, right? But it's also how much the tickets cost, all the revenue generated. I think it's fascinating. You know, it's, it's men's and women's tennis. Like women's tennis used to be more popular than men's tennis. That's now flipped. And the argument against men's tennis, the argument against women getting the same amount of pay was, hey, they play three sets max, men play five sets max. It's just amount of time, which is amount of revenue generated for for TV time. But if you look at overall revenue for men's and, and women's, I, I believe those stats are greatly, greatly skewed and don't actually tell the true story. I'll get more on that upcoming. Let's get to the story. Has anybody seen or heard from Zion Williamson? Because you get the total mixed messages, right? He's trying. He's he's rehabbing. He's in the best shape of his life, but he's away from the team. No, wait. He may need another surgery. No, wait. He's he's going to be back in February. No, he might be done for the year. Here's CJ McCollum, who, of course, was traded to New Orleans from Portland just over a week ago on his relationship or attempt to build a relationship with Zion Williamson. I haven't had conversations with him directly. I've spoken to some people close to him and look forward to sitting down uh, with him sooner than later. But I, I don't really, uh, I know I know about as much as you do right now, but really? I want to get to the bottom. No, no, no. This is J.J. Redick, former member of the New Orleans Pelicans, now on ESPN in regards to, to Zion Williamson. I get that he's hurt and away from the team, but you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league. A guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. This is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. That is is an accurate statement. This is just, this is basic, basic level of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck is going on in New Orleans? Uh, Yeah, this one's a hard one, right? Like, you've had one decent run of Zion Williamson since he's been a member of the Pelicans, and he was a budding star, but there have been so many injuries. So I guess the question becomes, like, what do you do there? Right? And this is a big thing league-wide. This is, this is huge for the NBA. What happens with Zion Williamson is a massive, massive story for the rest of the NBA. Here's why. You have, um, I mean, pick out your star player on a, on a non- 
top five, top ten destination city team in the NBA. Right? Go, go, go through them. And the question is always asked when they get to contract extension time, do they want to stay or do they want to get to a bigger market? Right? As of now, it appears like Damian Lillard is staying. Like, I, I think Damian Lillard has gone from, you know, guy who needs quality teammates to probably the most overrated player in the history of the NBA. He was in the top 75 team. Are you kidding me? Like, it, it's, it's kind of laughable. Like, remember, we're talking about the 75 best players to ever play in the NBA. And Damian Lillard is on that team? He has never been better than Steph Curry. That has never happened. Okay? He's never been better than LeBron James ever in a year. He's never been better than Kevin Durant. Heck, I would point out he's statistically and in time in in, in terms of success, very similar, okay, to Russell Westbrook, right? There's been Russell Westbrook went to the NBA Finals but on a loaded young team outside of when, when he didn't have that loaded young team, they got to the conference finals. That happened once for him. And when it was his own team, they got beat early in the playoffs. That happened. Very similar. The difference is Russell Westbrook, historically significant stats. Either of them, you could probably take off the list, but Russell Westbrook has been an MVP and averaged a triple-double. three. T- like, the whole thing. He's not better than Jokic. <laughs> not better than Giannis. Not better than James Harden. Like, But... He's like the one guy that he receives all these extra adulations because he stays in Portland. Well, if you if you trade Zion because he doesn't want to be there, and it's not like let's not kid ourselves. It's not like Zion got there and said, "Hey, like Anthony Davis." Yes, he got traded. Yes, he wanted out. Hey, but Anthony Davis was in New Orleans for nine years. Zion hasn't. How many games? You want to guess on this one, buyer? Without looking. Without looking, how many games total, total, do you think Zion Williamson has played in his NBA career? God, okay, so it's been what uh, two? This is year three. Is that year three? Yeah, year, year three. three. Um, I would say 150. Okay, um, Jay Stu, please don't tell me you looked this thing up. I would never do anything like that. Okay, how many? How many over under 150? Or where, where would you? Where would you go? Um, I will go under 150. Okay. Uh, what, what would be the number that you would hit, you would say? Closer to uh, 110, maybe. Okay. Ramos, um, if we're doing the prices right now, right? <laughs> do you do $1? Do you do 111 so that you, you're not under? Do you do, uh, what, what would the number be? That I'm you not a hit? math guy, Doug, so I don't know what the $1 means. Well, but what I will say is it's definitely under 110. I say it's for like 70. Okay, so it's over that. It's 85. He's played 85 basketball games total. Sounds like Jason and I actually know how to play the game. You know, and, and, uh, <laughs> I never understood that. To, like to one dollar, ex- like because you can't go over. Okay, so if you sure. bet one dollar, it means you're betting the under, but you're not put. You're, you <laughs> no. run no. You run no risk of going over yourself. Okay, listen. listen I, this is the other story. Is that it's like when somebody says, "Hey, guess how much this house is." Yes. Uh, and then you go. I don't know the neighborhood, right? Yeah. yeah or you I, go like five million dollars, and they're like, "No, it's three million. Like, so like you like go way over. I knew he didn't play 150 games, but I didn't want to like undersell it, right? So that you. yeah. So but John, John ended up <laughs> underselling it, which kind of diminished your point, Doug. I tried to go way over to be like, "Wow, great point, Doug." But 
That's all I'm saying. I got you. I got you. You knew what you're. You knew what you're doing. Smart man. Yeah. Very very smart man. Uh, look, I, I you know that, that's the whole thing. Like, do you hold on to him to the bitter end and make him fulfill his contract? And you know you can make him even a restricted free agent. And then as a restricted free agent, you can match anything somebody else offers him. Like, that's the whole thing. People think that if his contract expires, he's a free agent. Like, not really. He'd be a restricted free agent, and then they can match anything they want. He still doesn't have to pay. So he could be under contract for several more years. But he uh, quite obviously doesn't want to be a part of the program if he's not even going to send a text or call C.J. McCollum, who gets traded there. This is a really hard one. And the problem is that all of these small market teams – this is what they're depending on. They're trying to get the next Zion. They're trying to get the next Cade Cunningham. They're trying to get the next, um, uh, I mean, pick pick NBA guy in small market. I mean, uh, probably the best is John Morant, right? And and hope that they don't execute the power play the way that Zion Williamson is trying to execute the power play. That's why Oklahoma City has all those picks. Detroit. That you ask those people, they will tell you we cannot get any of these guys to sign here as free agents. We have no chance. So our only hope is to get the best draft picks, You just get the volume of numbers, get guys that hit, and then hold on to them as long as we can. It would be awful for the NBA if they trade him, and yet they may have to trade him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Can, can I just, um, I, I know you all don't, don't hear our promos all the time during our breaks, but um, Jason Stewart, did, did you hear what Collins' take on Greg Gard yesterday when he talked about you? You don't just walk up to somebody and, and grab their arm. Right, he was comparing it to a store clerk. He was comparing it to anybody, any other Tom, Dick, and Harry on the street. Right? Yeah, I did hear that. Okay, here's the thing: the excusing Juwan Howard's behavior is embarrassing, and and again, Colin and I are friends, but like he's not painting a fair context at all to Greg Gard. At the end of every college game, you go and shake the hand of the other head coach. So let's not act like it was the store clerk or it's surprising that he was coming up. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he shook everybody else's hand in line. Usually the head coaches meet at midcourt before their teams shake hands. Juwan was off, and Juwan, you know, tried to say something and walk by. Which, by the way, is... I know it happens. Sometimes you do the limp handshake and you get and you're gone, which it's not really. It's kind of what he did, but yeah, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Right? Well, you could have. Greg Gard could have broken out his Chris Tucker. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't. You know. <laughs> but when you grab somebody by the elbow and you're shaking their hand, it's a way to, most times to try and be more sincere and engage for a second. Juwan Howard's complete overreaction to the timeout, to the handshake, okay, to being touched when he knew he was going to make physical contact with him. This is not a store clerk walking up to somebody. This is not anybody in a normal business. This is a designed handshake. It's something you knew you were going to do. 
Look, the, the, the sun is going to rise in the east, set in the west. There's going to be a jump ball at the start, a buzzer at the end. They're going to shake hands. Everything else is not planned. That is planned. So let's not represent this in some nature like it somehow relates to the rest of the world of sports. He was a superstar running back at uh, um, in college and, of course, in the pros. Now you see him on the NFL Network, and he covers the Rams as well for their radio network. He's MJD's Maurice Jones-Drew. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I, I don't know how big you are on the gram, but Aaron Rodgers comes out today. He's like, everybody's trying to look at This is just a gratitude thing. No decision coming. What did you think when you saw Aaron Rodgers' posts on Instagram? I saw it for what it was. I mean, I think, you know, he posts um, a lot of things. Uh, it's always like love and his teammates. And, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to his decision. Um, but I, I saw it what it was. It was a gratitude post. I mean, it was a post about his ex-fiance, his teammates, his Friday friends or whatever it might be. You know, um, you know, he's, he's a different dude. And, and, and I think, you know, sometimes because he doesn't, necessarily do what the masses does um we kind of give him grief for it but look well he won four mvps is that what it is he's at four now uh aaron Rodgers is it th- i think it's three isn't it is it three or is it four I, anyway he's regardless one, he's one go- away he's whatever he's one away from peyton manning so he's he's earned the right to me at least to take as much time as he wants to decide whatever he wants to do i think he's going to lean to coming back because he wants to win that second one but also, you know, the Packers haven't helped him, right? Let's let's just be honest. If you look at what the Rams did this year, if you look at what the the Bucks did last year, they you know, Tom Brady had a ton of weapons, Matthew Stafford had a ton of weapons. Uh, you know, and and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is just out there with Devontae Adams right now. And so it's not something that, you know, is conducive to winning a championship. It may be conducive to winning the NFC North, but to win a championship you need a ton of weapons on offense to make plays for your quarterback. What if they bring him back? Obviously, they they need Devonte back, but don't they need to add some more weaponry? I, look, I, I Mercedes Lewis. I know he's your guy. He's a great dude, right? But they need a tight end. They need a number two. That's that feels like that's what happened in the playoffs. Is you, the magic you can pull off in the regular season gets exposed in the postseason? Is it fair to say that's what's needed to take that next step? Well, no question. I think Mercedes Lewis is the only first-round draft pick that Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown to. That's a problem, right? And 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 you know, to me, it's like as a guy that that obviously now I'm seeing the game from a different uh, angle, and I'm calling the Rams games, and I'm seeing the way the Rams attack different pieces. Um, you know, they go out and acquire talent to come help their their team. Period. Point blank. That's what they want to do. It seems like the Packers acquire talent to help their defense. And to me, in a league where the rules are slanted towards the offense, you want to have as much weaponry on offense as possible. And to see them not draft a wide receiver or a tight end um, in the first round has been crazy over, I don't know how many years they've gone defense in the first round or, you know, his predecessor. So to me, it's just like, listen, you know, if you want this guy to win, and it seems like now the, the front office is saying all the right things, like we want Aaron Rodgers back, we're going to do everything to get him back. Like, you could have done this a long time ago. And, and I've always had that beef with the front office uh, of teams is that, look, you, when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and let's be honest, the Green Bay Packers have been um, spoiled, to say, with quarterback play, right? Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and you only win two 
two Super Bowls in the last, what, 40 years? Almost 40 years? Like, that, that's unacceptable. To me, when you have guys the caliber of that, you go out and you build around them. You continue to build around them. If you look at what the uh, Packers did when they won the Super Bowl, they had James Jones, you had Donald Driver, you had Jordy Nelson, you had Finley, Jermichael Finley. Um, you had all these dudes that can go and help. And then over time, it was just like, okay, well, Aaron's just going to be Aaron. He's going to be good. We're going to take all these pieces away and build our defense up. And that, that's, been, that's not been a good formula for the Green Bay Packers. Maurice Jones-Drew joining us. MJD, it's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You do cover the Rams. Uh, we, we can't bury that lead as you sit there and you see this team in the preseason. You see how they ultimately finish the season. Um, what's your reaction to everything that went down and ultimately being champions of the NFL? I mean, the NFL is a journey, you know, and obviously playing in it, I understand that. But to see the way the front office and the coaching staff kind of moved uh, and weaved and worked their way through the season where, you know, they knew that they were going to need pass rush to win uh, championships. So you go out and you acquire Von Miller. The fact that Odom Beckham Jr. goes unclaimed is baffling to me. Crazy. There are so many reports out there about how bad of a teammate. And all, but I've, I've always seen and heard different, right, from the players and the people that I know. And then when I had my chances to speak with him and talk with him, he's never been that guy. So to see him go uh, unclaimed and then they get opportunity to get him, uh, you know, they always talk about you gotta get you got to get lucky sometimes. And so uh, let's start off early in the year where Cam Akers tears his Achilles and they have to trade for Sonny Michelle, who played the big part in December. Um, I mean, they had so many things. The ball had to bounce their way so many times. But, you know, I think the biggest one was Matthew Stafford. We always talked about him in the fourth quarter. And calling those games, he struggled in November. Like, he, they just had a lot of issues. But you knew when the Rams needed a drive that he was going to have that drive. And he did that multiple times. He did it against the Niners twice. Uh, he did it against, obviously, the Buccaneers at the very end. He did it multiple times throughout the season when the Rams were struggling and he'd kind of come back and have a drive. So you knew if they gave an opportunity, you know, he'd have that chance to go. And I remember calling the game saying, look, there's six minutes and 37 seconds left, might be 38. And I'm like, this is the last drive the Rams are going to get. So if, if you know, this is why you traded for Matthew Stafford, he went out and did what he had to do. And then on the other end, you knew in order for Aaron Donald to cement his legacy as arguably one of the greatest defensive players in the game, that he was going to have to be the guy to make a play to, to end the game. And obviously there it was. So uh, they did an awesome job throughout the year. Like I said, Les Snead, Sean McVay, their whole front office of, just maneuvering through different uh, different type of adversity throughout the season. Robert Woods goes down. You sign Odell a couple of days before that. Like it just certain things happen for them to go out and be able to make to win this championship. And that's how it is. If you look at other teams, you know, uh, like I said, I, I go back to the Bucks. I mean, they signed Antonio Brown, and 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 that was kind of what helped them take off. And and so you just kind of have to weave as a front office and as a coaching staff, you have to be able to adjust your offense and your defense to new players throughout the course of the season. And Sean McVay and his staff, they did a great job of that. Do you think Russell Wilson's back in Seattle? I, see, I don't – so this is the thing. Why, where else is he going to go? Right? Like, I don't I – don't, I personally don't think Pete's leaving or Russell's leaving. I think they're stuck together for a while, at least another year. Right? <clears throat> you know, there's – I mean, who's going to trade? Who's going to trade for – is the Pittsburgh Steelers going to trade for him? The Indianapolis Colts possibly? I, I, 
I mean, I, I think a lot of teams would trade for him, but the question is, if you're Seattle, why would you trade? <laughs> why would you trade Russell Wilson? Like, there's there's nothing you can possibly get in return because we know how how hit and miss any quarterback prospect would be, right? And especially this year, where it doesn't feel like there's an absolute lock to be. There's not a Joe Burrow. There's not a Justin uh, Herbert. I'm going to disagree. I'll disagree, okay. but I'll talk with you about that later. Okay, we can it. But, but 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 the point is, like in in the first round of the draft, it's like a fifty fifty shot. It's a hundred percent shot. Russell Wilson's going to be good because Russell Wilson. Is, we have we have a, a decade of data to tell you who he is. Why would Seattle give up on that? Well, I think I think this when you look at Russell Wilson, he he's an improviser, right? He makes plays off of scrambles, you know, broken plays. He throws the ball down the field. Rarely do we see him sit in that pocket and, and just, like, pick apart a defense. Uh, I think that's kind of been an issue. And then the other thing is this. They, 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 whatever the contract was for him, they've had issues keeping other guys around him, right? They haven't sure. been able to protect him offensive, offensive line-wise. The defense has lost their, their whole defense. Obviously, you don't have a – your running game hasn't been the same. You're hoping Rashad Penny continued what he did towards the end of last year. Uh, but he, he's, he's been hurt his whole career. So, you know, if you're in that situation, you're saying – this, again, this is me seeing it from the, the front office side. It's like, well, maybe we can get some more picks. Cause I think they only have like two picks in the draft or something, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, it's something yeah, weird. They, so they, don't have, like, they don't have their full allotment. I don't know how many they have, but they don't yeah, have their exactly. full allotment. Exactly. So I don't know what it but, – but, so maybe we can try to gain some more picks, try to get some guys. I don't know. I, I wouldn't trade Russell Wilson because, again, you're talking about the NFC West, which arguably is the toughest division in football, where you got to go against Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. And whoever the Niners have, you know, all these rumors about Tom Brady or Trey Lance, whoever it may be, I mean, it, it's tough. And so if you're, if you're in Seattle and you expect to win, which I know Pete Carroll wants to win the division, you're going to need a quarterback that can win you games. And obviously Russell's that guy. Maurice Jones, Jew, MJD, joining us, NFL Network and the Rams Radio Network. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Mason Rudolph. He got the he got the vote of confidence from Kevin Colbert, but Kevin Colbert, though he drafted him, is not going to be the GM of the team as he's retiring. Right? Do you think right. Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback of the of the Steelers day one next season? I, I don't think so. I think he's. I mean, I, I think he's shown what he could do. Um, and again, you're in a division with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got to be dynamic at that at that that quarterback position. We've seen the Cleveland Browns struggle. Right? They had a good year running the ball. Once teams started to figure out their running game, you put it on Baker Mayfield, he struggled. So you know you have to have a dynamic quarterback uh, in that division. Is Mason Rudolph dynamic? I, I would say not, right? And that's no knock on him. It's just he hasn't shown that in his, in his time being the starting quarterback. Um, to me, you know, Pittsburgh, I think they're going to – I don't know if they'll hit the free agency. I think they're going to draft a guy because they're they, not a big free agent that splash moves. Um, I want to say Mike Mitchell might have been their biggest free agent splash move, or if you talk about the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, but that's really about it, right? So it's not in their nature to go out and, and try to sign or trade for a big-time quarterback uh, and give up a lot of their draft compensation. Um, so they may draft a guy. And, and, and I was, I was going to tell you, there's a guy that I actually coached uh, in high school who's now in this draft and I think is one of the better prospects out there a lot of people don't give him enough credit for what he was able to do but Carson Strong out of Nevada is I, I think is a, is a player I think he's a guy who can lead a, um, a franchise to a championship I you know I've told these stories to people at the NFL Network but I'll tell you we I coached him in seven on seven football now people say that's you know 
whatever. It's not real football. No, and it's not. But as a junior, he led a team full of freshmen to a championship against some of the top guys in the state of California. And to me, he has that leadership and that ability to cultivate and get guys to play harder. And and that's what you want as a quarterback, right? That's what kind of guys you want around there. That's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. That's why Peyton Manning and those guys, you talk about those greats, it's, yes, they have the arm talent, but also they have the ability to, to make everyone around them raise their game. And so, to me, I think there are some guys in this draft. That's just one of them. That's the only one I'm going to talk about. But um, I think that there are some guys in this draft that you may be able to go and develop. Um, you know, I, I hear Pittsburgh really likes the Malik Willis kid out of Liberty, which, you know, again, a tremendous athlete. They haven't really had that, right? And, you know, Mike Tomlin wants to run the ball and play strong defense. So I, I think they're definitely going to go try to find a guy to compete with Mason Rudolph. And if it's close, they're going to give it to the, uh, the other guy because they've already seen what Mason's been able to do in his short time when Ben was missing time. Um Best guest, Tom Brady stay retired. Um, I hope so, man. I'm tired. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like Tom tormented me my whole career. Let these young guys get a chance. You know, um, he's probably gonna come back though. You I think? hope it's not to the Niners. You think he's yeah, gonna I hope come it's back? Not to the Niners though. Why, why do you think I he's gonna come back to the Niners? I, I, so as a, I remember when I retired, um, August came around and I started to get those like. Like, you start having withdrawal pains, right? Like, my shoulder started to hurt. I started to limp around. Just because that's what I've done for the last 20 years, right? Like, since I've been eight years old, I'd go to training camp. And, you know, you'd be in there July, August, running around, getting hit, getting nicked up. So your body's used to that. And um, I think for him, that he's still a competitor. And it's not as if he didn't retire because he lost the desire or the skill to play. You know, he wanted to be dad. And I think, you know, being dad sometimes – uh, when you're not used to it, it takes you a couple years to kind of get used to being a dad and being around and doing a lot of the things that you you know you aren't used to doing. So I think he may bounce back. Uh, like I said, I just hope it's not to the Niners because I grew up a Raiders fan, and being yeah. in the Bay Area, these Niners fans are just relentless. And so let's just not hope he goes there. <laughs> it's funny. You work. You work for the. You work for the Rams. You work for the. I know. You, you work for the Rams. And you're like we're, we're okay picking up everybody. We just don't want the Niners to pick up pick up everybody. Well, they, listen. They don't. They, look. They they already got Jimmy G. He. You know. They they always getting somebody. Let them let them sit down. They need to sit down for a little bit. Even though I love Kyle, he's he's a good friend of mine. But come on, man. Like they don't need Tom. They're fine. Maurice Jones-Drew. Check him out on the NFL Network. He does an incredible job. MJD, thanks for joining us, man. No problem, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you, uh, we like to, get you to Dan Byer so we can play a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest science in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Buyer. What do you got, Dan? Doug, the game today is? Rank them. All right, a little trickier today because it's an interesting time in the sports world. Doug, rank your top three options for quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who did not make a decision today on his future. Um, Top three? Okay, so number three, 
number three is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. They need a quarterback. He plays well in cold weather. It's You go from one historic franchise to another historic franchise. Pittsburgh has a new GM pulling off that kind of trade, that kind of coup, solidifies that GM. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number three option. Number two is the Denver Broncos. Broncos have seemingly everything but a quarterback. On the other hand, they'd have to trade some back in order to get him. Um, and, of course, Nathaniel Hackett's their head coach, who's his former right-hand man. Number one is the Packers. Stay with the Packers. If you truly do appreciate, if you really have gratitude for 17 years, well, show it by finishing out your contract or creating, making a new contract and just saying, I, I, I want to stay. I want to stay here forever. I want to lock in. I'll even take less than a per year. Just give me a longer-term deal so we can get other deals done. We can get, get other guys. Green Bay Packers, number one option. All right, Doug, rank the top three punishments you would have given Michigan head coach Juwan Howard. Uh, I would have suspended. Uh, okay, number three would have been the five-game suspension. Number two would have been a six-game suspension, which takes him into the Big Ten tournament. And number one would have been, if I were charged, I just would have said you can't coach the rest of the season. I, I just, I, it, it, it seems harsh, but I think it's appropriate because mm-hmm. um, you compare it to other suspensions, and I don't think that's totally unreasonable. And again, I'm not a cancel Juwan Howard guy. I do not think he's a horrible human being. I just think he's been carrying himself as a bit of a sideline bully, and he basically instigated a brawl and is very fortunate that it happened in Madison, Wisconsin, where, you know, Betsy and Betsy and Steve hey. were in the front row, and they're, hey, oh, oh, they're, they're fighting, dear. They're fighting. Oh, they're fighting at the call center, oh, don't you know? Right? Whereas, if that occurs, that occurs... At MSG, that occurs in Rutgers, that occurs at Maryland. God forbid it occurs. Like, Maryland's fans can be vicious, downright rude. It occurs at the wrong place. Those guys start fighting, and there's fans right there. It gets really ugly. Uh, I, I would My number one option would have been, he can't coach the rest of this season. I grew up with a Betsy in town. Uh, rank ah. your top three. Oh, she was a nice lady, don't you know? <laughs> uh, rank your top three teams in college basketball. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Auburn my, lost. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Auburn did lose by one point to Florida. Uh, I'm going to put this is a this is a big one. I'm going to put Kentucky one. So I'll have. Um, uh, I like, and they were your number one last week as well. So yes, I I, I will. T- well, they won without their backcourt, which is amazing. Um, I so I will do. <sighs> oh. Uh, Auburn three, Arizona two, and Kentucky one. Ooh, no Gonzaga in that top three. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, uh, they're right there. Okay, yeah. maybe three point four. Yes. Uh, rank your top three favorite dunkers of all time, Doug. Oh, this is easy. This is easy. Um, my favorite dunkers are. Uh, it was this dunk contest dunkers. Just dunkers, guys who dunked. Okay, so I'll do. Uh, it's on the heels oof. of the dunk contest. I know. Is, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like this is. A, can I get? I'm going to do a three A and three B. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon are three A and three B. They're amazing. Okay. Michael Jordan would be two, and Vince Carter one. All right. 
I wondered if Desmond Mason was going to crack that list. Uh, He's just, a great dunker. He won a dunk contest. It was amazing. It was right after the plane crash where ten of our friends died, and he pointed to the heavens. Uh, he's amazing. I, I don't. I would. I would be. Uh, I would. I would. I would not be objective if I said he was a better dunker than Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Vince Carter, and MJ. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Hustler Turf. Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have used for years when it comes to zero-turn lawn mowers to run their business. And for this weekend, Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. Okay, uh, Dan Dockich is a friend. He's been a longtime broadcaster and a head coach in major college basketball. What does he think of what went down in Madison on Sunday and the punishment since? That's next. 